Medicine. My name is Aubrey Jones. And I'm Peter Jones. And today we have, I guess, some news. I don't know. We have some things to talk about. A bit of a different <laughs> way that this podcast is going to go today. Um, anyway, before we get into all of that, how are you, Dad? I'm, I'm hanging in there. You know, that's... Uh, it, it's been busy at work. I'm on... I've got one week down of being on call for, I mean, not completely one week, but I'm nearing the end of my first of three plus weeks of call in a row. That was kind of a bonus. Yes. I, you know, we were supposed to have somebody on call. I was on call for a week and then I was supposed to be off for a week and then on for a week. And, uh, the locums doc who was supposed to be covering that in between week just canceled on us. Oh, I didn't even know you could do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nope. Just canceled. And we can't seem to get a straight story as to why this person canceled. And so that makes me think that they did it just cause they didn't want to do the, the shift for us, but yeah. uh, it leaves me, we, you know, we, we tried to find someone who could fill in for many of our other locums folks, but at that short of notice, they're pretty much all committed to doing shifts other places. And yeah. So I get to pick it up. How fantastic for you. That's it super is. exciting. It's, it is. It's it's real exciting. It's it's really, really fun. <laughs> um, you know, the funny thing was is this happened just like two weekends ago where uh we had somebody who was supposed to be coming over and covering Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Friday afternoon I sent this person a text saying, Hey, just give me a call, I want to update you on one consult and uh -huh. this person called me and said, Oh, I'm really sorry. The locums company, when I asked them, where am I staying this weekend? They told me I wasn't doing this shift for you. So I can't make it. Oh, wow. So I had another bonus weekend of call. So that's great. I'm, I'm getting all sorts of bonus call right now, oh, which yeah. is super awesome. <laughs> Very exciting. Love that for myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, but how have you been doing? Um, I've been doing good. Very, very busy. Um, I have picked up a new job position at work. I am now not only a patient care tech, but I am a health unit coordinator clerk. Oh, nice. Live. So I am now clerking. I'll still be on my unit working with the same people, you know, same shebang, but I'll just be doing more secretarial things um, up at the front desk of our unit rather than in there with the patients. So I'm going to start orienting to that here soon. Um, just did a bunch of midterms for school, so that's always great. <laughs> um, yeah, just busy, 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 busy. <laughs> so how do you feel about that change at work? Well, I had a lot of people ask me if I wanted to do it. So basically how it works on my unit, some units do it differently where they hire just to the clerk position. So there are people who are just clerks and then just techs. But on our unit, um, they have the techs, some select few also are clerks. So they, there's enough of us that they really, if you are a clerk and a tech, you really only have to clerk once every couple weeks. It's really not horrible. 
And a lot of people, I think a couple positions opened up. And so all of those people who clerk, they're my friends too. And they were like, Aubrey, how would you feel about clerking? And I was like, well, I don't know. You tell me. Do you like it? <laughs> and the, the most common phrase I get is, it's a nice break from the floor. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, I bet it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, so I kind of got everyone's opinions on it. Everyone asked if I wanted to. And I would get moved up to first priority for scheduling. Um, so I'd get more day shifts, which is nice. obviously great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I get very first priority for scheduling because like the clerks sign up first basically because we have to make sure there's a clerk for every day. Um, sure. So our schedules are very first like a week and a half before everyone else signs up, um, wow. which would be nice. I get you know better priority for scheduling, get more day shifts. Um, it'd make me a more valuable tech because I would just get to know more about the unit, more about I could be helpful to be a backup tech on the days there's like on night shifts when there's not a not a clerk, um, backup clerk, I mean. Um, yeah, so I was like, uh, sure, might as well. So I'm going to start my orientation shifts in the n- next couple weeks. And then obviously if I hate it by the end of orientation, I don't have to do it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll I bet see. like you said, I bet like they said to you, it'll be a nice change of pace. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely excited to get a break from the floor. Doing the same thing every day sometimes gets a little gets a little boring. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. It'll be interesting. We'll see. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I was thinking, um, well, I don't know, you wanna kinda we we as as Aubrey mentioned, we, there's gonna be a few changes to the podcast yeah. and um, we'll talk a little bit about that on here and then sort of, you know, I think most of today's episode will be talking about why those changes are coming about. So, yeah. um, the first thing I'll mention is with Aubrey's schedule and my schedule, I think we're going to move this to a once a month podcast. So it yep. will make it a little easier, give us a little bit more time where if we've got a day where it looks like it'll be easy to record, then we can record and kind of, you know, have, have some time to get that ready. Uh, so we are going to be transitioning to uh, once a month. Uh, so that's our first big change. Yep. And then, uh, Aubrey, why don't you chat with us about what uh, what else we're looking at changing? All right. So the other thing we're looking at changing is kind of the direction where the podcast is going. So obviously at the moment, it's the middle of medicine. So we talk about are both sides of medicine and what we see and issues that we see and we talk about that sort of stuff but we're going to kind of take it a different direction and obviously we don't have a set topic or set goal of what this podcast is going to be we're kind of going to explore what that is but maybe change it to a bit more flexible kind of talk about whatever we want give us a little bit more freedom to talk about whatever we want because I <laughs> have decided to change my major. Woo-hoo. So, yay. <laughs> um, I am not going to be pre-med biochemistry major any longer. I am going to be a physics major with an astrophysics emphasis. That is so, so cool. I will be learning about space and math. (laughs) That is what will be happening. I am excited. I 
I'm just really excited to learn about something that's always kind of been in the back of my head, but I've never really realized I could do that if I wanted. Space yeah. has been something that I have been a nerd about my entire life. When I was younger, I don't know if you even remember this, Dad, but I would go out and lay on the trampoline and just look at the stars for like two mm-hmm. hours before I'd go to bed, <laughs> yeah, especially in the summertime and when like the sky was clear and all that stuff, I would just stare up there. And I've always been a nerd about space. I love watching space videos on YouTube. Um, So yeah, that is what we are doing. So today we're going to kind of talk about why that came about, like why I'm changing my major, and then kind of just what that means for our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that that's really, you know, I think it's worth talking about because as you have heard me say on many occasions and, and I have been saying ever since I probably at least finished med school, maybe even when I was still in medical school, but anytime somebody asks me, Oh, do you think I should go into medicine or should my son or my daughter or, you know, this person should, do you think they should go into medicine? Do you think they should be a doctor? Mm -hmm. And you know, my answer is, always the same. And it has been this. If this individual doesn't think that, you know, if, if, if they can walk away from medicine and not regret it for the rest of their life, then they should walk away from medicine. Absolutely. I truly only think that the only people who should try and go to medical school and do a residency and practice medicine are the people who can honestly say, you know, my gut really tells me if I don't do this, it will be a regret that I live with for the rest of my life. And that's what it was for me. You know, I actively tried to look at other options when I was in undergrad and say, could I be as happy doing a number of other things? You know, whether it was computer science, tech kind of stuff, because I'm a tech nerd, whether it was other aspects of medicine, I, you know, and for me, it came back to, no, if I didn't become a doctor, a medical doctor, then that was going to be something that was, it was going to be a regret that I lived with. And I didn't want that. Yeah. And so that's why I did what I did. But again, I really think that people people need to be self-aware enough to say, no, you know, maybe there's something that I would be equally happy doing or maybe even more happy. And that's what you got to do. I mean, work is too much time, too much effort to not absolutely love what you do. Absolutely. Because there's going, there are going to be times where it really, really sucks no matter what. Oh yeah. And you've got to have this core of, but here's why I absolutely love this to come back to. And, you know, I encourage anyone who's thinking about going into medicine to really spend some time looking at other opportunities and being introspective to decide if they're going to live with that regret or not. And again, if they're not going to, man, I think, I think everybody should do something other than medicine, quite honestly. Yep. I agree. Yeah. And I kind of... I mean, I was still early. I am still early in my undergrad. So 
I am not too far behind if I change my major to anything, but I guess in the last couple months, I was feeling like I wasn't really enjoying the classes that I was in. I, I kind of just, I felt like I was losing the usual passion that I had for medicine and the schooling and all that kind of stuff. Usually I was like, I had the fire where I was like, yes, yeah. but at the end of this, I'm going to be a surgeon, blah, blah, blah. But I kind of was going through this thought process of, but wait, I don't think I have to. I could do something else. And for the longest time, I didn't really ever let myself have that thought because I was like, no, I, I, I have one path that I know I'm going to do. I've known this for years. I'm going to be a surgeon no matter what. That's what I'm doing. But when I finally allowed myself the freedom to explore other options, I felt like the, this weight kind of had been lifted off of my yeah. back. I put the weight there myself, so that was my own problem. <laughs> but. I mean, most of the time. Much of the weight that we carry around is placed there by us. <laughs> yeah. So I took the weight off. <laughs> um, and I, I kind of was just thinking, okay, I can, I can do something else and be happy and maybe even more happy. So I was exploring kind of, okay, well, what, what interests me? What could I do? And of course, the thing that was always in the back of my head, I was like, space, yeah. <laughs> space, <laughs> what can I do with that? And um, obviously, there's a really good department at my school where the Department of Physics and Astronomy is really good. And there's a lot of really good programs. The environment there is awesome. Um they have so many just cool opportunities. So I kind of was looking at those majors and there was one that really caught my eye and it was the physics major with an astrophysics emphasis. So I'd have to take a bit more math, which might be a struggle, but that's okay. Because <laughs> if I'm going to go into physics, I need to do some math. <laughs> um, well, you know, I would imagine that if you need to, you, you've got some resources to turn to, including your, your older sibling, because they are uh, they are very good at math. Yep. Jessica and Hayden, my boyfriend, are math whizzes. I can go to both of them. I got good resources at school and everything that could help me with that. Um, yeah, so... I do some math and then I'd be doing some really, really cool classes like dark sky studies and there's like interstellar quantum something. I don't even remember. <laughs> um, it's like galactical, I don't know, something crazy. Um, and that really caught my eye. So I kind of, I just let myself be like, okay, I can imagine myself doing this and I think that it would make me really happy. And then I kind of had to deconstruct my mind on why do I not want to be pre-med anymore? What is yeah. turning me away here? So we could kind of talk about that for a minute. I was just going to say, <laughs> what, what, is, what did turn you away or what has turned you away? Because I think that that's valuable for anyone who may be listening to this and may be, you know, pre-med curious. Uh, what was it about? Because, I mean, you've now worked in medicine for over a year. Yeah, almost and, a year, yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, I, I think talking about why you decided to make that change is super useful. Yeah. So 
I'm going <laughs> I'm gonna try and talk about this without bashing too hard <laughs> on on <laughs> the place that I work and the people that I work with. But um, Don't try too hard. It's okay to bash. <laughs> um Well, so yes, I've worked in this job for a little less than a year and I work very closely with nurses obviously those are the people I work with the most um, but I also work with and see residents NPs attendings PAs all the people and I just noticed more and more especially this summer that None of them looked ever. <laughs> and obviously you can't really judge them like how they're looking at that moment because they have like 30 patients to see, especially like just the pediatric teams. There's like 17 of them running around at the same time and they have like 50,000 other floors to go to and 50,000 other patients to go to. So obviously they're a little stressed. But I was, I was kind of just thinking about so with what I know about medicine and what I know about their schedules and what they actually do at work, it does not look appealing to me anymore. <laughs> because obviously the surgeons get to do surgeries. That's cool. I would still love to shadow a surgery and see it. I think that would yeah. be awesome. But I think that just being a surgeon... I don't know, just everything else that comes with it does not seem appealing to me. And I thought that surgery and doing, I obviously I think it's awesome and people who love it and have that passion for it is awesome, but I just don't think it's for me anymore because I don't think that standing on your feet for hours and hours and hours <laughs> and having to deal with the long hours of schooling, the insane shifts, the just crap the doctors have to deal with all of the time. I don't think it's for me. And I, I kind of was just thinking about what their schedules look like, the docs. Uh -huh. And when we have to page them ever, specifically neurosurgery, uh, <laughs> when we have to page neurosurge in the middle of the night, they are pissed. They <laughs> hate when we page them. So if someone is paging neurosurgery, we call everybody on our unit and say, if anyone else needs to page neurosurgery, I am right now. So let me know so we can cluster uh -huh. all of them because they get uh -huh. angry when we have to page them multiple times. Uh -huh. Um, And they always show up and... A lot of the times they're rude to us and they aren't seeing what we're seeing or they are saying it's not a big deal what we're seeing and then make us feel stupid for talking to them and they're stressed and they're tired and they've been awake for 36 hours and I, it doesn't seem appealing to me <laughs> anymore. So, so, so uh, to be fair... <laughs> to other people who may be wanting to or, or thinking about going into medicine yeah. and listening to this, I am going to say that your experience is somewhat uh, colored by yes. the fact that you do have to interact with neurosurgery because <laughs> neurosurgery is the worst of the worst. They really I mean, are. 
like there's there it is an intense and I, I can't even imagine that pediatrics is maybe even worse but it is intense it is grueling it is long it is very demanding not saying that other because i mean my, you know my, my residency was was very demanding and intense but not to the degree of neurosurgery mm-hmm. and so there is no question that neurosurgery residency and i think especially at an academic type institution neurosurgery is like it's a special kind of hell it is but but you bring up some really good points in what you've seen in that it is very very easy to not be happy yeah and it is very easy to turn into frankly, an ass when you're working these long hours. And, you know, one of the things that I have come to appreciate as I've been in practice, but that I have to continually remind myself of is that when you get specialized like pediatric neurosurgery or, you know, a surgical subspecialty like urology or these other things, our focus is so narrow that we have this kind of narrow window that we look through, but we can see really, really far through that window. Yeah. Whereas other people, they can't see nearly as far as we can and their windows a lot, lot bigger, you know? And it's easy for me sometimes to be a little, shall we say, to feel antagonistic towards other healthcare providers when I'm like, this is basic urology stuff. How the freak do you not understand this? How are you still so stupid that you're screwing this up? (laughs) And then I have to take a step back and go, okay, this is super basic to me because I do this multiple times a day, every day, but other people don't. Right. You know, something that I see five times a week another medical practitioner may see once every few months. Mm -hmm. And it's probably in many ways the same thing. You know, you guys see these things that are happening with your patients and that sort of thing. And the nursing staff is so focused on what's happening to the patient right there. But then the physician team is looking at the bigger picture Mm -hmm. and what happens You know, not just what's this issue that nursing is calling us about, but how does that issue play into these five, 10, 15 other things that are going on with this patient? Mm -hmm. And we've seen this particular problem so many times that we can anticipate here's how it's going to play out. And so that's why something either is or maybe isn't a big deal to the doctor. Mm -hmm. But we can be really, really bad at communicating that to others. And then there's the temptation to just be like, well, you're dumb. Why don't you know that? Yeah. (laughs) And it's not that the other people are dumb. It's that they're drawing on a different set of experiences and a different knowledge base than what we are drawing from. Right. And like I say, you know, yeah, there's a lot of people that that's one of the things that drew me to urology is I saw that on the whole, there are always exceptions. But on the whole, I saw a lot of different surgeons in different fields who had regrets. You talk to them and they'd say, oh, if I was going to go back, I'd do something different. If I was going to go back, I'd do something different. And you didn't, I I just didn't personally see that in urology. 
I saw the vast majority of people who, you know, the vast majority of urologists who I interacted with were like, no, this is what I love. This is what I want to do. And this is what I would do if I had to do it. And, and so that for me was one of the things that made me go, okay, well then this aspect of medicine is something I'm interested in because yeah, there's all these other kind of negative and in some ways really terrible things about parts of medicine that you've got to go, okay, can I really see myself doing that, dealing with that, putting up with that for the next 30, 40 years? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I kind of had to take a step back and say, okay, if I'm, if I don't really actually want to do the job itself, I don't want it bad enough to go through all of that schooling to get there. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's so much better to figure this out now than to be <laughs> like through med school or worse. You're like halfway through your residency and you're like, this is, this sucks. I'm going to do something different. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've known a few people, not many of them, but I've known a few people who got into their residency and were doing residency and were just like, I kind of don't like medicine that much. And now yeah. they're in their thirties and they're changing career courses. And right. look, you know, I'm kind of stuck in medicine because I have a cellular molecular biology degree with chemistry and Spanish minors. If I'm not a doctor, what else am I going to do? I don't yeah. have like any other marketable skills, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'm sure I could go and work at like Wendy's or something and I'd be really good there, but I'd like to think that I'm slightly overqualified. <laughs> Just a little. So, you know, it's good to figure it out before you're deep enough in it that you feel like whether it's true or not that I don't have any other options. I sometimes feel like I don't have any other options. Yeah, that's that's very fair. And I, it's kind of funny because when I was thinking about, okay, well, if I'm not going to be a doctor, what is it that I'm going to do? And I was thinking about, you know, like I said, like astrophysics. And I had the same thought that you were saying about medicine, that if I didn't go into astrophysics and do research about space and like the Hubble space telescopes and, you know, like analyzing, you know, research, just all the space stuff. If I didn't go into that, I would regret it for the rest of my life. Yeah. And you don't want to live with that regret. Right. Exactly. But on the flip side, if I didn't become a surgeon, I would not regret it for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the key point. I was like, no, okay. Again, <laughs> I am so happy that you <laughs> you reached that point, that you made that discovery for yourself. Because, you know, I would never, ever want you to go down a path that is going to leave you with regrets. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and I was thinking about how I want my life to go in the next, you know, 5, 10, 15 years. And I don't want it to be the horrible schooling that is doctor schooling. <laughs> I it, do is it is horrible. Just straight up, anybody listening, it sucks. It's awful. And honestly, in some ways it is getting more awful. Like, let me tell you, I was looking at the match numbers 
for the urology match for 2022. Mm -hmm. um, they were being, there was a brief article in this month's journal of urology looking at that. And I sat there looking at these, some of these statistics and, and thought to myself, number one, it's a good thing I started my residency back in 2006 because there's no way I would get into urology residency now. It is. Really? Oh, I mean, so there was like 630 or 40 people applied for 305 seats. So less than, it was like less than 50% of the people who applied to a urology residency mm. actually got a urology residency. And so those 300 plus people now have got to decide, what am I going to do? Am I going to just yeah. do a categorical general surgery year and then try and match into urology either outside the match or through the match again in a year? Or am I going to do something different? I, like I look at that and I go, first of all, that's awful. Yeah. But horrible. you know, here's the part that was really, this was like the part that literally made me sick to my stomach. On average, each applicant applied to over 80, eight zero residencies. And they did that at the cost of every single application. You are paying right. money for every, every single, single application. That, yep. that was on average, those 83 applications resulted in 11 interviews. No <laughs> I don't know if I was very lucky, very stupid, or a combination of the two, but to put things into perspective, when I applied to residency, I applied to seven programs and I interviewed at four. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so, oh, so, so that just gives you an idea of how ridiculously competitive it is becoming. Yeah. And that's just urology. You know, right. I look at these med students who come and work with me from the ICOM, which is mm -hmm. the Idaho College of Osteopathic Medicine. And I asked this third year med student, the last one who was with me, I asked this individual how much tuition was. Uh -huh. And they told me that it was $52,000 a semester. <gasps> Ooh, uh-uh. So you've got people who are coming out with over... $500,000 in student loan debt. Yeah. Going into medicine, which, okay, look, I do not want anybody to think that I am sounding ungrateful or that I am saying that doctors don't make good money. We make mm -hmm. good money. I am yes. very, I am, I am well compensated. I appreciate that. I recognize that it's more than, you know, a significant percentage of the population is going to make. Yeah. But it is nowhere near what it used to be. And it is holding relatively stable and stagnant, if not decreasing slightly over time, uh -huh. while everything else gets more expensive. I mean, right. inflation's going up and, you know, it's, again, I don't want this to sound like I'm complaining, but we look at everybody else in healthcare and every year they get their, the cost of living adjustment to what they make. Right. right. There's a, okay, you know, based on, you know, inflation, prices have gone up. So your your salary automatically goes up X percent. Uh -huh. And then at your yearly review, depending on how well you did, it may go up a little higher than that. Uh -huh. Guess who's never goes up? Ours yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Like I've been here 10 years and my, my salary is exactly the same as what it was 10 years ago. Yeah. And, you know. Can I go over that? Yeah, if I produce more and stuff, but it's not that, you know, there's no, 
you've got people coming out with more and more debt going into a field where they're going to make comparatively less and less. Uh-huh. How are they going to pay that off? Right. You know, they're going to need to go. They're, going, they're not going to have a choice. They're going to have to go and live in a place where maybe they may not otherwise want to that is considered rural so that then they can apply for, you know, some of the med school loan forgiveness programs that right. you get if you serve in underserved areas. Yeah. And it's in many ways, the system is unsustainable. Yeah. And so, yeah, that that's ignoring all of the 30 plus hour shifts, <laughs> and the, <laughs> you know, the, the sleep deprivation and, uh-huh. you know, the nightmares that I have shared with about like driving home after a day of call and literally falling asleep at every stoplight and having to get woken up by the car behind me honking. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's really not good. That's no. not safe. That's bad, but that's what we did. Cause right. There wasn't an easy alternative. There wasn't, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's, it's awful. Like medical yeah. education and medical training is really, really done very, very poorly in the United States. I don't know how it compares to other countries, but the things we demand and we expect our doctors, our physicians to do, to get to the point where they can practice medicine is uh, it's ridiculous and, and is in my opinion, part of this broken out of control healthcare system that we have in the U S. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, other reasons why I tell people, Hey, (laughs) maybe you want to do something different because this sucks in some ways. Yeah. It really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can sufficiently say that I have worked in healthcare now because it's been, you know, almost a year. So I've been able to be there, see how it works, be really in there and do all the medical things. And I sufficiently can say, been there, done that. (laughs) Totally. So that's not a regret. Like, oh, I've never tried it before. I have. I have tried it. You have. You definitely (laughs) have. I like my job and the people I work with and what I do well enough to stay with it for the foreseeable future. So it's not like I'm going to quit my job for any reason, obviously. Um, Well, you know, and as you and I were talking before we started recording. Yeah. In the position you're in as a student with the relative flexibility of the... I mean, when I say flexibility of the schedule, it's nice because... How many 12-hour shifts are there a week? Well, there's seven days, and so there's 14 12-hour shifts. And there's a lot of jobs where you don't have that flexibility because they're only open, you know, say, 8 to 5 Monday through Friday. Right. So you've got a ton more flexibility there. And again, from a pay standpoint, you're going to be hard-pressed to find something that, that compensates you at the same level. And, you know, it gives you that option to say, I have a good job that pays me well that I don't hate Yeah. that I'm going to keep doing now. And then as you go down this path, you're on when other opportunities present themselves, selves, you've got that opportunity and that, uh, that flexibility to go, okay, is this better than what I'm already doing mm-hmm. and better in, you know, this, these 
multitude of different ways right or do i want to keep doing what i'm doing and so it, it right. gives you a lot of flexibility i think uh, yeah so yeah, I, I think absolutely. it's a good call yeah and and i again i like the people that i work with i i like the job it's like i like taking care of the patients and i like taking care of the families and getting in there and doing some good and then leaving and going home to sleep <laughs> that's <Yeah>. nice <laughs> yeah. um but it's just not necessarily what I want to do for the rest of my life. Well, and I, I am really, really happy for you. And I'm happy that that's, you've had that opportunity to figure that out because it's so much better to figure it out now Absolutely. than it is to figure it out even in another year or two. But especially once you're in medical school or worse, you know, once you're in residency or practice and then your regrets are not that you didn't do it, your regrets are that you did. Right, exactly. So yeah, that's the big news, but but we can kind of talk about where we want where we want the podcast to go. Cause obviously I still want to do it. You still want to do it. It's Definitely. fun. I love this. We can still be nerds and talk about nerdy stuff. <laughs> we can just have a bit more flexibility to do that. So what are yeah. your, what are your thoughts? Well, and I think, you know, a lot of this conversation will, we can take offline, but I think that again, just more flexibility, you know, opportunities for us to talk about things and maybe they will be related to medicine and maybe I'll have something happen. And I go, gosh, there's a topic here that I want us to, that I'd really like to talk to you about. And we will. But maybe that topic will be like we were talking about before we hit record. Okay, the Nobel Prize in Physics was just, you know, given out in the last week or so. And When I tell you I nerded out about that. <laughs> right. So that would be something where it's like, okay, well, let's take an episode and let's talk about that. And, you know, maybe we want to go, hey, let's take an episode and let's talk about She-Hulk, which I, I am loving and uh, watched the eighth episode last night and was like, oh my gosh, what a good episode. Yeah. So, you know, just kind of whatever sort of, of things we want to talk about, whether they're medical science related, nerd books, movie, whatever, just yeah. give us that flexibility to, uh, to talk about whatever we kind of feel like talking about. And so there will probably be a name change. If I can figure out how to make that name change occur without messing up anything, hopefully it just seamlessly goes that way and nobody has to change their subscription. It'll just take care of itself. Uh, I'll make sure I figure that all out before Sweet. anything drastic happens. So perfect. Well, yeah. Anyway, just thanks for chatting with me about this. Like I said, well, it's before, good to talk I, to you. I wasn't terribly nervous to <laughs> say the the news, but I was a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It's, That's it's, fair. It was changing the whole course of my future was what I was doing, so it's a little nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of an important uh, an important decision to make, though. So Just I, I a think little. that's fair. I think so. Well, anyway, thanks for chatting with me today. I'm glad. I'm excited for where this is going to go. I'm excited to maybe next time we can talk about nerdy quantum particles going <clears throat> faster than the speed of light. That'd be cool. Heck yeah. <laughs> so anyway, see y'all in, I guess, a month about or so. About four weeks or so, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, again, please like, subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating on iTunes. Um 
you know, if you have any feedback, feedback at the middle of medicine.com, uh, that is a good place to get a hold of us. And, uh, we'll look forward to talking again in a, in about a month or so. Sweet. Bye guys.